Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran. This podcast is made for the powerhouse businesswomen who are ready to ignite their fullest potential. This is where we will dive deep into the mindset breakthroughs and sprinkle in some kick up the butt motivation so you can scale your business with confidence and clarity. Whether you're craving more income, impact or inspiration, this podcast will be your ultimate resource for all things next level. Listen in as we have authentic conversations with game-changing female entrepreneurs as we reveal the secrets of what it takes to rise and thrive. So go ahead, ignite your inner fire, and let's get you taking massive aligned action. Are you ready to elevate? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am back in Brisbane, have had an incredible trip, and this week I am diving into my first event for the year, which I'm so excited for, hosting the Thrive Beyond Six Figures event, and hopefully I can get rid of a little bit of this head cold before that happens. I must have picked something up on the plane because it hit me a couple of days after flying in, uh, which is so, that's the most frustrating part about travel, right? Like you do everything you possibly can to avoid getting sick, but sometimes it just, it's the 14 hours on the same trip tube recycling the same oxygen which you know and I could hear everyone else coughing so many people coughing on the plane I was just like oh please don't get sick and then I of course of course so anyway hopefully it comes good by a Friday and I oh my god I had the best trip it was such an incredible expansive trip not only was there certain experiences that helped me level up I met some incredible people got to really network with some amazing people and, and I'm just starting to reconnect with them now this week and check in and just create some really awesome collaboration so so many exciting things coming. And I made a huge decision actually while I was away about my book, which was really interesting. And so I want to share it with you because I feel like it actually relates to the topic that I want to talk to you about today, which is feeling left behind. I feel like you're not where you thought you would be, or you feel like you're you should be further along than you are. And this really relates to this. So I had hoped to actually have my book ready to go, published, ready to go in say March, April this year. And it's just not come to fruition. And I think one of the things that's really got to me is feeling like I found the right fit with my publisher and also the right investment level, because I am really conscious of the return on investment when it comes to a book. So I don't know whether you've looked into this before in the past, but you don't actually make a lot of money off a book. You don't publish a book, especially if you're in business. I don't believe you should publish a book based on making money off the book. It's more about actually how it supports your profile, how it builds credibility, how it sets you up as the go-to person in your industry. So I'm really conscious of the investment level because publishing industry, in my opinion, like it can, the quotes can actually blow out. Like it's insane. Like if you looked into it, like I've been getting quotes between $20,000 to $27,000 to publish this book. And this isn't just to get a few books printed. I mean, like to produce the book. This is before printing, right? This doesn't even include getting it up on Audible, right? So like, it's crazy, the investment level. And it's not like I don't have the money. Like I can absolutely invest that in, but I'm just really super conscious of understanding where the investment level will sit within my business and how it will serve the growth of my business. The second thing that comes into play here, which has actually come through the conversations that I've had with people at these two events that I went to in America. One, I got chatting with a book publisher there, which was amazing. Secondly, I listened to a speaker who had, she was in her ninth year of business and she just recently published her book. And she spoke about how it's benefited her business and how she thought about the book in a really strategic way. And what was really interesting to me was what landed for me was the book that I've written. So the book that I've written is all about the top 15 self-sabotaging behaviors that I see business owners make in their first five years of business and how to overcome them, right? How to overcome self-sabotaging behaviors. And I love it. I think it's a great concept. I think there's really strong stories in there. I feel like it really speaks to and gives you the tools that you really need to overcome self-sabotaging behavior. But the problem is it's 15 
self-sabotaging behaviors and it's a hundred thousand words. <laughs> That's actually a very long book. So normally traditionally a basic business book would probably be about 35 to 45,000 words. So they're like the smaller books. And then you have like the decent sized books around 70,000. So when I've been going to publishers at 100,000 words, they're like, oh, that's long. You need to cut it down. And one of the pieces of advice that I got from one of the speakers in the States, which really resonated with me, which has led me to make a big decision about this, is that she was saying like, especially being your first book, it needs to be something that people can digest easily. It needs to solve a problem that your customers are having. And it needs to be so relatable that they're like, yep, I need that. It needs to be an easy decision. So when I look at my existing book that I have, that I've just written, finished finished writing, it's very much a huge concept. Like it's 15 self-sabotaging behaviors. So I feel like my audience are going to need to have such a strong relationship with me already in order to invest their time and energy in finishing a 100,000 word book. Whereas with a shorter book, people might pick it up I want them to really finish it. I think that's one of the biggest things that really resonated with me. Like it's less likely and I've even picked up a few books recently and I haven't finished them. And so when I think about my audience and the people that I really would love to read this book, I know they're pretty time poor. So, and I mean, majority of people are time poor. So I was like, I need to actually write a shorter book. And I've had this second book concept in mind for like the past, I don't know, maybe year and a half. And when I finished back in Vanuatu last May, when I finished my original book, this second book idea came through quite, quite quickly. And I was like, no, 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 pause. Don't go starting the new book. Get your first one published first. And because the journey of finding a publisher has been so slow. And what I mean by that, it's like, it's almost like the universe has been putting a pause on it. It's like, it feels like the brakes on. And you, I really have to trust that energy because I have this beautiful connection with my intuition that I know where the next step is and I know where I should be taking the action. And I've had this nudge over the last couple of months to start writing the second book. And it wasn't until I was listening to this speaker that I was like, this second book is actually should be my first book. It should be the first book that I publish because it is a simple concept. It is easy for people to relate to. It's something that people want the solution to. And I've got the concept. I've already tested the concept multiple times. I've run masterclasses on it. I have spoken uh, at guest events at, on it. And I know that the concept really resonates with people. And so I was like, oh my God, I have to go write this book. Oh my, like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I've literally started writing my second book to get it published first. Isn't that insane? I know it sounds insane, but it feels right. It feels right because the concept is simple. I've already started writing it. Like I remember the next day I was in Scottsdale and it was a really beautiful day. And so I sat by the pool and then I just could not get these concepts out of my head. So I went and got my laptop, made a, a plan for the book, like a book plan. And then I started writing. I've already got the first couple of chapters done. Uh, a few thousand words in and I'm like, oh, this is flowing so easily. And then I just jumped into it again yesterday and started, started flowing because I feel like I've spoken about it so many times and tested the concept and had conversations with people around it recently that I'm like, yeah, it actually feels ready to come through me. So that's my goal. I'm actually, I'm actually going to write my second book and publish it first. And then at some point down the track, I'll publish the second book. But isn't that crazy? Like, I know it sounds nuts, but you know, I could get caught up in the thought of like, no, no, Christine, don't be silly. You've already written your first one, get this one published and get caught up in the headspace of like, you're going to be delaying. You're, you're delaying things. You need to move faster. You need to be further along than you are. You know, your book is going to get you there but it just doesn't feel right to publish that book first. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel right. And so, and it doesn't feel like it's fear. Like it's not fear at all. Like I feel like if I had had the right conversations with the publishers, if I had felt like it was super ready to go, I would, it would be publishing. It would be getting published right now. Like I would have signed with them in probably November, December and have already gone through the stages of editing it. But 
it just doesn't come to fruition. And even like recently I had a conversation with a with an editor about the book and she was like, yep, I can quote you on doing the, the first edit, the first run. And I have not heard from them. So there's something where the universe is saying like, slow down, like don't do this. It's not the right m- next move. Whereas the energy is flowing with the second book. So I'm going to set some time aside, schedule it into my calendar and actively try to write it over the next couple of months because I really would like to get it out by the middle of the year, which sounds super fast and crazy, but you know me, I like to turn things around fast. So I want to talk to you today about this concept of feeling like you're falling behind, feeling like you should be further along than you are, because I want you to know no matter what stage of business that you are in, you go through these stages where you feel like that. It's normal. It's part of the journey. It's something that one, yes, obviously we get caught up in the comparison side of things. So it can feel like you are not moving as fast or you're not in the same stage as other people because you are comparing yourself to them, their results. But I think one of the biggest things and the reason why we feel this is because the goalposts keep moving. So when you achieve certain things in your business, you set new goals. So the goalpost starts to shift and change. You also have new representations of success or achievements or milestones in your world with with social media. We're seeing so much of other people's stuff that it can be easy to get caught up in going, oh, I should be further along than that, right? So I feel like there is a couple of key pieces I want to talk to you about with this today to help you overcome it and help you to rethink about this in a different way. Because one, I want you to know that it's so normal for you to experience this and We just want to make sure that we're not spending too much time in this thought process because it's not going to serve you. When we get caught up judging ourselves, when we get caught up using the word should, like I should be further along, I should be this, I should be that, when we're shooting all over ourselves, it does not make us feel good and it's not healthy. It's not useful for you to think like that because it doesn't generate the results that you want to generate. It's only going to cause you to feel self-doubt, self-pity, disappointment, judgment and that's not going to serve you to take massive action which is which may need to be the thing you need to do in order to get to where you want to go so at the end of the day like why do we want to recognize that the goalposts do continue to change right and so that's normal for us to feel like we're kind of falling behind because everyone else's goalposts are also moving and secondly we want to address the thought pattern and the timeline that we're attaching to our results sometimes our timelines are unrealistic and so We want to be conscious of that. Like, is the timeline that we set originally, was that realistic in the goals that we had set? Did we create pipe dreams, right? Like sometimes we create these pipe dreams. You're like, yes, in three years time, I'm going to have a million dollar business, but you don't action on the things that you need to create in order to turn around your business to be a million dollar business. Maybe you don't have the capital to back it. Maybe you don't have, you haven't created the offers in order for you to generate that type of income. Maybe you haven't set up the foundations in your business in order to generate that kind of income. Maybe you haven't done the actions within your visibility space in order for you to generate the leads in order to generate that income. Like there are so many factors that go into play. And I think we've just got to address the timeline. So this can often happen in personal life when it goes to like, we feel like we're behind if we're not married by a certain age or having babies by a certain age, right? And again, this comes down to timelines and is that the right fit for you? Because sometimes it's not the right time. You don't want to just marry some person because it's the timing, right? You want to make sure it's the right person. You don't want to have a kid just because you think you should have had a kid by a certain age. I think one of the things you need to be conscious of is whose race are you running? We've got to come back to recognizing you are running your own race, not comparing yourself to anybody else, not getting stuck in thinking that you have to be abiding by society's norms, right? And being conscious that you're not setting up yourself for pipe dreams or setting up for moving your goalposts when you actually haven't been able to create the results you wanted to create in this time frame. We want to really address it with a curious, conscious mind 
without judgment. Judgment does not have a place here. So we kind of want to take a take a moment just to release the timeline for a moment and go, okay, do I need to adjust the timeline I'm expecting to generate these results? Or what am I really telling myself? Like when I think about that, I'm, I'm falling behind or I'm not where I thought I would be. I want you to get super specific on what that actually means to you. Because sometimes it's just a thought pattern that plays in our mind and we haven't given any specifics to it. So we don't realize that we're maybe much closer than we think we are. So I want you to figure that out for me. What are the specific things you're referencing when it comes to not being where you thought you should be, right? So I want you to write those down, figure out what they are, right? And then ask yourself, what have I done to get me to this place? And this sometimes can cause a negative spiral. So I just want you really conscious of this again with no judgment, zero judgment here and go, okay, so have I created the environment in order for me to create those results? Have I set up myself for a bit of a pipe dream and that wasn't even possible in the time frame that I set because sometimes it, it was actually unrealistic. And secondly, what do I want to do about it? How can we come to a place of full acceptance and love and compassion and be like, yes, I understand I want to be here. But I'm also recognizing that it is taking time because I did not know how long it was actually going to take anyway. So the timeline that I set was based on unrealistic expectations based on what I see on social media or whatever it might be. Because sometimes you need to adjust your timeline for you. You need to address your your constraints, your challenges in your life and just adjust your timeline and recognize that you are going to try many different things and hit many different milestones and many different achievements in your business over the next 10, 20 years. So whether it takes you five, 10, 20, 30 years, it's irrelevant, right? It's irrelevant. You've got to learn to actually enjoy the journey along the way. And you've got to learn to actually celebrate your own milestones. Because one of the reasons why we can get caught up in this self-judgment is because we're not taking the time to actually celebrate ourselves and acknowledge ourselves for our own growth. And then we get caught up in judging ourselves for not doing enough or not being enough. You are absolutely enough and you are maybe doing enough, or maybe you need to have a little bit of radical honesty with yourself and adjust the action steps that you're taking, because maybe you're taking mediocre action instead of massive aligned action. Because I do this to myself sometimes as well. Like I think sometimes we we want to dream big and we set massive goals. And I do this, honestly. And then sometimes I get to a certain point where I'm like, oh, I'm not where I'm at. And then I go, well, that's because the last three months you haven't really been focused on this, right? You haven't been spending any time doing it. You haven't actually been actioning, any, actioning anything here. And no wonder then you don't have results in this space. So sometimes I do that not from a place of judgment, just from a place of pure radical honesty and acceptance So then you can say, okay, it's okay. Like we've got to release the past and come back to what do I want to do about it now? The next piece is like acknowledging that maybe you don't review your goals and the action steps and the strategies that you've put in place on a regular enough basis, because sometimes too much time passes and we feel like we've lost a lot of time and then we judge ourselves for the things we didn't do. And this is because we haven't actually set up ourselves to review our goals and stay on track in a more effective way. So I would actually suggest that you review your goals, look at your timeline and go, okay, so if I've got a a set of goals for the next year, I need to make sure that I'm actually creating a ritual where I'm checking in with my goals every week or every month. Now, when I am doing my weekly ritual, so I have my CEO weekly ritual, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want a template of this. Every single Sunday, I sit down and I review my goals for where I'm at for the month. I review the action steps that I've been taking and adjust any tasks I need to work on bring into the new week. And then I acknowledge and celebrate myself for the week that just has just passed. Now, when I'm doing that, I stay on track with my goals. 
when I feel like I fall behind with that and sometimes it's just life happens or I just forget like sometimes there's like three weeks that have gone by and I'm like oh I open back my diary and then I'm like oh the last time I did this was three weeks ago and and I haven't actually achieved what I had set the week before and sometimes it's a self-protection mechanism other times it's just because I've gotten busy and then when I come back to it and I do it every single week I absolutely one manifest the results right because I'm intentional and I'm focused on what I want to create but two I'm actually focused on achieving them. And so sometimes we need to make sure that we've got a ritual in place that we're rechecking in with our goals on a more regular basis. So we're not losing a whole month by not taking action in that space. So I want you to think about that as well. And then lastly, I think one of the biggest things that I'm going to talk about in the next podcast episode as well is learning to actually get leverage on yourself. Because if you feel like you're not moving as fast as you would like to, or if you feel like you should be further along than you are, then maybe you need a fresh set of eyes. Maybe you need someone to come into your business, review where you're at, review what's working, review what's not working, and actually help you see where you could be taking different action that's more effective and a more effective use of your time that'll actually get you the results that you want faster. And then also releasing and letting go of stuff that doesn't serve you. So then you can basically stop doing the stuff that isn't working and really get that leverage on yourself. Because when you're accountable to someone, all the things step up, right? You are more likely to take more action when you are accountable to someone. And so by saying it out loud, now I use this in self-declaration, right? So social declaration, I will say to a friend, a family member, or I'll say it here on the podcast, or I'll say it on my social media that I'm going to do this thing, right? By me telling you today, I'm going to write my next book. I'm going to take massive action on that because one of my biggest values is integrity. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Honestly, like starting to think about how you can get more leverage on yourself by getting that accountability, telling someone you're going to achieve something, you're more likely to follow through on it because we give up on ourselves so quickly, so quickly. It's easy to give up on ourselves. It's easy to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But when you have someone you're keeping yourself accountable to, you're like, oh, nah, I've got to do that today. And you don't put it off for another day or another week. So this might be time to actually step in and go, you know what? I want to get to where I want to go. I want to grow faster and I want the support in order to get me there. So I'm willing to actually go that next level and ask for that help and ask for that accountability. This is why I love my masterminds for that, because the accountability is so beautifully built into it that you can honor yourself by having that self accountability, have someone to back you, declare your goals to someone to be like, hey, this is what I want to do. And and then have me believe in you and back you and challenge you to grow faster and also review your business and see what's going on and see how we can improve it. So if you feel called to be a part of the next rounds of my masterminds, they are starting to open the doors very, very soon. So you want to make sure that you jump onto the wait list. On the wait list, you'll get access to 12 dollars worth of bonuses if you choose to join so that's the best place for you to be you're going to get access to extra bonuses that no one else will get access to and then you'll also get any other bonuses that i announce in the launch which will happen in march so make sure that you jump into the show notes add your name to the wait list in elevate mastermind this is for women in business who are wanting to earn 10k months and you haven't earned that just yet and this is where you will start so best to join the elevate mastermind if you've never worked with me before or if you are earning under six figures. If you are earning above six figures and you're wanting to scale and you're wanting to actually serve more one-to-many clients. So if you feel like you're already close to being fully booked or super busy and you actually want to start scaling in a new way, then that's where I would suggest you join the next level mastermind wait list. Check it out. All the details are the links in the show notes. Otherwise you can feel free to DM me on Instagram and we can chat about where you're at in business and I can share with you what I think would be best for you and your next steps. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible week. If I'm going to see you on Friday at my Thrive Beyond Six Figures event, I cannot wait to see you. Otherwise, have an incredible week and I'll speak to you all next week. 
Thank you for listening. And if you found any value out of this episode, make sure you hit the follow button so you get access to the episodes as soon as they are live. And make sure you come hang out with me on Instagram. You can find me at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. Have an incredible week.